Hi, and welcome. You are listening to the Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories and lessons I've learned, and I keep learning on my quest to live happier. This podcast is produced every week, and the show notes are going to be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast. And this is episode 26, and it's called Stop Obsessing. You always have a choice. So lately in my office, there's been a theme around obsessing and spinning out and getting stuck. And I think one of the top ways that we get stuck in obsessing is because we're trying to find the right answer. So we get stuck in shoulds and we get stuck in you should do this and you should do that and this is how it should go and you should do this and you should do that. And so something that's really helped me in in stopping obsessing is first noticing when I'm obsessing because we get kind of stuck in that pattern and we have a hard time coming out of it. So noticing when we're obsessing and then paying attention to why we are obsessing. And obsessing kind of comes from a rigidity, like I said, of having a black or white answer. It's a right or wrong. And so one an easy, simple example is to work out or not, to get up early and work out or to not get up early and work out. And there's a lot of rigidity in that that comes with a good person gets up and works out and a bad person doesn't. And so allowing ourselves a little wiggle room around that is helpful. And so we can decide, you know, maybe I don't want to get up and work out in the morning, or maybe I don't want to, you know, work out in the evening and working out in the morning is better for me, or just to give ourselves some wiggle room is, is one you know, great way to stop that obsessing. But let's say we decide best plan for me is to work out in the morning. And so I'm going to work out, you know, three times a week, every morning, I'm going to get up early and do it. And for whatever reason, you wake up on a Wednesday, your alarm goes off, and you just don't want to get up and work out and you're tired and you went to bed late, and it's been kind of a tough week. And so you hit the alarm clock snooze button, and then you lay there and you start obsessing. I should get up. A good person gets up. I should get up. A good person gets up. I'm so lazy. I can't believe I'm laying here. And then the other part of your brain starts chiming in. No, it's fine. You've had a tough week. It's okay. Give yourself a break. It's okay. And this goes back and forth. This little war in our heads goes back and forth, back and forth. And before you know it, it's time for you to get up. So you've missed your workout time and you've missed any quality sleep that you could have gotten if you would just made a decision. And that's the danger of obsessing. We get stuck in one way or the other, and black and white thinking. And so one way to help stop that obsessing first, like I said, is to notice you're obsessing. So you're laying in bed and you're like, okay, this isn't getting me anywhere. I'm not doing A or doing B. I'm just kind of stuck here. I'm stuck in this obsessing place. So if you decide you're going to sleep in, then sleep in. Sleep in wholeheartedly. Commit 100% to sleeping in. If you decide, nope, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do a workout, even if it's just 15 minutes, I'm going to do something, then get up and do a workout, even if it's just 15 minutes. But the power of recognizing I'm just going to make a choice here and commit to that choice will stop the obsessing. So the workout example is an easy one. Uh, a harder example would be there's a conflict at work and there's, you know, there's someone at work that you need to talk to and you need to have a tough conversation around and you're dreading doing that. And so you obsess about it. I should do this. A good person does this. I should have this conversation, blah, 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 blah. And you start obsessing. So catch yourself obsessing and then ask yourself, what are some creative ways? What are the choices I have here? Because it's more than good or bad. You know, there are a lot of ways to have the, the conversation. There's a lot of timing around the conversation. Maybe it's not a good time to have the conversation right now. Maybe it's better to wait until a later time. So all of that is 
is fair, you know, to give yourself some room to brainstorm where is it and when is it and how do I want to have this conversation? And then to give yourself a lot of room and compassion around the fact that this is a tough situation and any choice you make is going to be challenging because you're getting ready to have a confrontation with someone. So anytime you're going to do something hard to give yourself some compassion around making the choice. And then the last thing is listen to your gut. What's the choice you want to make? And maybe that choice is, you know, right now isn't a good time to have this confrontation and I'm going to wait. And it's not because I'm avoiding or being passive aggressive. It just does not make sense to do this. Or maybe you're like, you know, I've been putting this off for way too long. I just need to step up and do it. But that full engagement, that full intention of I'm going to stop obsessing and I'm going to really make a choice here, that's how we do it. And it involves awareness that we're obsessing, getting creative and making some real choices here of what are my options, giving yourself some intention around how do I really want to go about doing this, and then pouring on that compassion to really give yourself some room around that this stuff is hard. So I know for me, when I get stuck in obsessing, and I get stuck in finding the right way and spinning off on black and white, the key component there for me is compassion. When I can give myself some compassion and notice, whoa, you are really stuck in black and white thinking here. Let's what's going on here, then I can start pulling, you know, pulling apart the knot and recognizing there's way more here than just the black and white should or shouldn't. There's a lot of options. And then I can start being intentional about how I want to do it. What's the choice that's best for me? So maybe working out doesn't happen for me three days a week militantly. Maybe on one week, I do it five days a week. And the next week, I do it two days a week or none at all. Because there's room to breathe there. I have choices because I'm, there's more to me than just a robot gets up at 6am every morning and works out. There's stuff that happens and I get home late or I I have to go to work early or something. Things happen. And so really giving ourselves some room. But the obsessing is doing no good for anyone. That is not helping us at all. So the more we can start building awareness around the obsessing and the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and getting stuck in our to-do list and that go, 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 go mentality, a lot of times we're doing that because we're afraid to make a choice because we're afraid we're going to do it wrong. And so kind of giving ourselves compassion around the fact that this is hard and that's okay and I'm going to keep struggling and I'm going to keep doing it. So I would love to hear from you if you want to send me an email nancyjane at live-happier.com or tweet me at nancyjane and let me know any thoughts you have on this obsessing and how to stop obsessing because it's a common common problem that I have and a lot of my clients have. We're all not alone in this problem. Now it's time for the weekly ritual challenge. One thing that has really helped me live happier is adding regular ritual practices to my daily life. So each week, I'm going to be sharing with you a ritual and a challenging you to complete it. So this week's challenge is a little unique. I've been getting a lot of questions around how do I deal with my inner critic? And one of my favorite ways and the most helpful ways I have found to deal with my inner critic is to give it a voice. And I literally, literally mean give your critic a voice. So when I'm in the car, I'm somewhere alone, I will talk to myself out loud in the voice of my inner critic. And this has become extremely helpful because it's about building awareness of that inner critic and it plays there unconsciously in our brain all day long. We we don't really hear it, but it's there and it affects us. 
So paying attention to how I'm talking to myself, because it's really pretty nasty how we talk to ourselves. And I can't really hear that when it's just playing there in my head, but I can hear it when I start giving voice to it, when I start saying out loud what it is it's, it's saying to me. So giving literal voice to your inner critic in the car, if you're home alone, really using the voice to say what that nasty message is that's coming to you. If you can't do it out loud, then to be just start by writing it down. That's helpful too. I can just start journaling all the nasty stuff my that's going through my head. So we get so used to it that we don't notice it. And the first way to start dealing with our inner critics is by is by giving it a voice. So paying attention, building awareness, letting us know how often it's playing there is really key to um to solving that inner critic. Step one is building awareness. So that's my ritual challenge for you this week. It's not really a ritual, but it's something, it's a good habit to get in the practice of. So that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Stories from the Quest to Live Happier podcast comes out every week. If you have questions, please email me at nancyjane at live-happier.com or send me a tweet at nancyjane. Until next time, here's to living happier.